On today's episode of Web3 Made Easy, some discussion about SocialFi, ranging from things like Stars Arena on AVAX to Frentech and the great unwinding of the 3-3 meta and what happens when the first person defects and starts to sell assets that they had previously agreed to hold and cooperate with other individuals on the platform for. We also dove briefly into some political conversation about the new Speaker of the House and the interim Speaker of the House being crypto-friendly and what's next for the upcoming political climate going into this election year and what it actually means for cryptocurrency. If you want to tune into the episodes live Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter. And shout out to the title sponsor of all the content, HelloMoon.io. If you're building something on Solana, there's no better resource than Hello Moon, which gives you full API calls, the best development suite, and the easiest way to iterate and build a product on Solana today. But let's dive into the, the episode. What is going on, Web3 ecosystem? We're back again for another episode of Web3 Made Easy, talking about what we're buying, what we're selling, where we're making money, where we're losing money, and everything in between. For some reason, spaces is just giving me issues. I can't see Bunny up here. I have no idea if he's up here. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm going to pull this up because I'm on the saga right now, so I'll move over to the iPhone in a minute. But let's just dive into the start of the conversation first. And maybe we kick it off with the beat breakdown just to start bright and early. Give us a little bit of breathing room on it. But shout out the title sponsor of all the content, HelloMoon.io. If you're building something on the Salami blockchain, there's no better place to leverage developer resources, no better place to get analytic data, no better place to gather all the information you could possibly want and more on the Solana blockchain, all completely for free. Oh, and there we go. Now I can see Bunny. I feel good. I missed my best friend for a minute. I was worried. Bunny, can you hear me? Yep. I think we're – is it working? Yeah, I can hear you. You sound beautiful, man. Wow. Dope. Life's good. All right, go ahead. Yeah, go back to your thing. What thing? Well, you're doing the thing. What the? No, no, we're just talking. We're just chatting. How's your day been? It's been okay. Uh, I took a nice nap. I didn't sleep much last night. I told you. So I took a pretty big nap. Um, that's really, dude, everybody on Frentex getting slaughtered. Sim slaughtered. Yeah, slaughtered, dude. Literally slaughtered. Not good. Price go down. Yeah, bad, bad. bad. Did you Stars? See? They're targeting board eight PFPs. Yeah, of course they are. Well, they wouldn't, like, this is always, like, surprising to people, but why wouldn't they? They're going to target the most The people who click the links, yeah. yeah. Like, the jewelry stores get robbed more than the dollar store, right? It's not because the dollar store has better security. It's just because jewelry is more. So are you comparing Bored Apes to the dollar store because there's no security? Ridiculous. No. Oh. Not get that. No, no. I you are just alluding to. Um, yeah, number go down. I'm sure my portfolio is down a lot. Stars Arena also is like Stars Arena is like the first uh, competitor that seems like viable too, right? Like I don't know, people actually like it. People are fans. People are fans. I will say, anytime I try to go to the website now, it says deceptive site ahead on my computer, and it says MetaMask flag the site you're trying to visit is potentially deceptive. Oh yeah, I saw that. I, that's whatever. You just blow, you blow by that one. <laughs> just, just keep on, keep on keeping on. Yep. Yeah, no, that checks out. That checks out. So let's dive into it. Analytics-wise, we're down 31% on 24-hour volume, sitting at 38.5K. Unique wallets down 15%. Buyers down 9%. Sellers down 20%. Magic Eden leading the charge across the board per usual. It's a sea of red on Solana NFTs on the day. Reavers finally unlocked their NFTs. People can take them off the platform. They're down 25% to 7.3. Bozo Collective at 2.65, even with the founder... Posting a camera icon signifying a potential snapshot. 
They're down 34%. So they get 2.65. Mad Lads at 72, down 1.5%. Heist down 2.8% to 14. Clear Collectibles up 13% to 2.28. Famous Fox Federation at 40. Transdimensional Foxes at 9. Fidelians at 14. OK Bears at 25. And Brohalla at 4. As we pivot over to the open seas, that one-hour trending chart, Geese Generator. Dmitry Cherniak launched a open source protocol yesterday in which you could generate geese pixel art. And he said, feel free to mint it on whatever blockchain. Feel free to go crazy. They're currently at a 0.02 ETH floor on ETH. There's a Bitcoin collection as well. The first 10K that were inscribed or marked as part of the collection. Sugartown Ores at 0.27. Other side vessels looking pretty up to 0.22 from 0.16. Nice little deflationary mechanic playing out. Fableborn Primordials. A gaming project currently sitting at 0.02. I don't know when these minted. Minted on Polygon. Oh, they just minted. Just minted. They're on the Polygon blockchain, but they're still doing 5 ETH volume recently within the last hour. So that's that's impressive in itself. Kudos to them. Block Games Dice at 0.06. Fuel World at 0.06. Other ETH expanded 0.27. And Artifact launching their burn mechanics for the sneakers. Those are currently sitting at 0.13. Top Collections. It's actually relatively green now that Frentex 3.3 has fully collapsed. Board API Club at 26.39. Wrapped CryptoPunks at 43. Pudgy Penguins up to 5.6. Low Pudgies up to 0.47. Your boy's winning on the percentages, I'll tell you that much. These things are up 17%. Azuki 4.24. Clonex 1.3. Board Ape Kennel Club 1.57. Other Deeds 0.66. Codas at 3.28. Sugartown Auras 0.27. Captains 3.39. Red. Moonbirds, red, 1.29. Dead Migos, 0.01. So let's dive into it. We already talked to Bunny. Frisk, Manny, how are we living? Yeah, dude, what's up, man? Uh, I, I think that I should have picked Vessels, bro. These things are deflationary and hard. Like, they've gone in less than a week from, like, a 42,000 collection size to 30K. Flying, bro. I've been saying Vessels for an extended period of time. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah, no. Shout out Board Apes, the best collection in the world. Yeah, banger take, yeah, dude. Thanks, Super thanks, base. Thanks. Frisk, what's going on? Hey, uh, not much. I mean, is I, I, I didn't realize that vessels were pumping that hard. That you got, you've been calling that for a minute, so that is pretty cool to see. I didn't realize how hyper deflationary they are. That's pretty impressive. So, good for them. Um. Yeah, I guess I don't. I'm not really like seeing a whole lot of other deeds as well. Too actually had a pretty decent pump, and obviously pudgies. But you know, I feel like I feel like pudgies is one of like the, the the bets you can make in this like market where like you're kind of down to hold it. I'm seeing a lot of people switching over to their PFP to a pudgy, just like, and I think that that shows a lot of sentiment right there. When people are proud to rep your project, when people are proud to like show off what you're doing, like that is one of the biggest like sentiments that you can have. That is such a net positive in your space. Um. Everything is bugging out on Twitter for me right now. Holy crap. Yeah, I just had two tips. Uh, yeah, that's 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 what we're dealing with. Okay, I guess that's what's happening. Um I just posted a little mini thread just talking about like videos and like videos and stuff from projects. I don't know. I, I I'm kind of doing just fixating a lot more on research these days. Like I wish I had more alpha for you guys, but I really don't right now. It's just a matter of like finding things that I like, finding things that I think are cool to like report on and stuff and making videos about it, making clips about it writing threads about it. That's that's where my mind is right now. Um, that being said, that also is a good indicator for people like Manny said a while ago, like, you know, Frisk said he's done trading. And that's also a great bottom signal for people who are interested in trading. I think that is like a great opportunity for you to start looking at the coins that you want. I am looking to 
begin a DCA at some point. I feel like I might have missed like the bottom bottom, but when you're DCA when you're DCAing, it's never too late in my opinion. So that's something that I'm always looking forward to. Uh, other than that, I wouldn't say anything huge is going on right now. Is there anything you're looking forward to, Easy? Anything that's like super big on your radar? Uh, nothing. I mean, dude, I'm just playing a bunch of like Web three games. I'm playing in this Reign of Titans game this weekend. Their tournament. They got like a four thousand dollar tournament that I'm partnering with them on the wow. play-in. So it's a, it's actually like a card and turn-based game. So I actually, I'm kind of excited for that because I love card games, personally. Like, in like those auto chess battlers, huge fan. Like, I love League and some of those games. So I'm kind of excited to play it. I haven't played it at all. So I'm really excited to see what happens with it and how that kind of like operates for sure. But other than that, man, I, I know we have the Zynga beta game launching here in the near term. Mostly gaming, to be honest. Like, it's just stuff that's been fun to play. Idol-wise, I've been playing Reavers more. This drop was expected. Their token's holding up nicely. The NFT's finally being able to be unstaked. They touched as low as 7. Now seeing some buy pressure again, pushing them back up towards 8. If their token can maintain and the return is stronger than Heist, that becomes really interesting to me. If it's weaker than Heist, I think continued sell-off occurs as people rotate back to Heist. But yeah, I mean, right now, NFT-wise, those are kind of where I'm looking, just things that have some level of return at the current moment or games that are just enjoyable to play. There's still a lot of news around the space, which is really interesting. Seems like we've gotten some comments today around CBDCs where certain individuals from Senate are pushing for it, which I'm like, okay, this becomes interesting. I got to start keeping tabs on that. We have the SBF trial underway. You saw uh, Martin Screlly at the trial as well. So obviously all the big dogs are showing out for that. Shocking, you know, uh, on top of that, we have the new speaker of the house still trying to be figured out exactly who it's going to be. I believe McHenry is currently the interim at the moment, but he's very pro crypto. So like we're getting this kind of volatile movement in crypto across the board right now. Also with judges currently ruling that they cannot retry the XRP and ripple case. So that's a huge win. Cause that seems like some level of precedent is set and shout out Jay lettuce wrist who just shared that the primordials is a fable born mint. They raised a private round of 8 million. It's a mobile game. So like, I've got to check that out because the mobile game side of things, I think is severely under tapped and like underutilized, underemphasized as far as like where there can be an adoption cycle. And I think the people that actually get into the mobile side of things are going to be the ones from web three gaming that have the highest potential upside. Google play store and Apple have both started to become more flexible when it comes to NFTs and cryptos in apps, especially for purchases and more. So there's still a lot. And I think like doing research right now is never a bad time especially because like there's still things going on. Yeah. That I, I like, I'm a big believer in knowledge is power. So there's never like too much that you can know. It really just is a big part of like uh, Becker used to always talk about this when I was like religiously watching Becker. Like you can, it's too hard to know everything about crypto. It's too hard to know everything about blockchain. The best thing you can do is find your niche and fixate on it. Like there are people who focus just on gaming. There are people who focus just on NFTs. And while I do think it's important to be diversified in, in regards to like having knowledge on as many things as possible, being an expert in one specific thing will help carry you a long, long way. Like look at people like, I don't know, like Jonah, for example, he's known as the gaming guy because he fixated on gaming, learning about gaming, talking about gaming, et cetera, et cetera. Look at NFT God, he fixated on um, like building a platform on X and now that's what he's known for. And so being someone that, that like it, in regards to like what it is that you want to do in the market, like that can go a long way. Like there are, whenever I need to know something about TA, I know who I want to go to. When I need to know something about content, I know who I want to go to. I think that figuring out what it is that you want to be and what it is that you want to present yourself 
as like a person in the bull goes a long way. And hey, maybe being full-time isn't for you, but at least it's like something that you know you can be an expert in come the time where like you're able to use that knowledge for things that are going to benefit you. Like whether it's trading, whether it's creating content and building a platform or whether it's simply just finding ways to like capitalize on an ever-growing industry. That's my two cents on it. No, I think it's spot on. I like to take where it's like find something that's a niche that you, I mean like the big thing is dude, just find something you enjoy. Like do you enjoy trading? Find opportunities for it that you may feel like you're early on or have an advantage on. You got into Venom and some of those airdrops very early. I think those are going to be lucrative. People who get into games early can typically run up the leaderboards, some things like that, that give you an edge on a lot of stuff. So that's where I look at stuff and I'm like, what, I mean, dude, even myself, like I just love news and education aspects of it and like what's trending. Like that's the really most interesting thing for me. But now I'm just kind of shifting to this game side because I've just really enjoyed games across the board. Like I had played uh, play big time a while back, which is like an RPG game. And now I'm seeing a bunch of creators that are there. You know, and uh, starting to create more content on it. I played it with kicks in a live stream. That game I played for like two hours. It reminded me of like a Diablo style game on Polygon. And now I'm just like, dude, games are just fun. And I enjoy creating content about it and playing them. So it's also just like if you're trying to find your spot, just find something you enjoy more than anything else because that, that goes the longest way. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I agree. Manny, what's going on? Dude, he's real, man. That's it, dude. The Smurf cat is so real. That's pretty much it. The chart's about to send. I think that's I keep seeing these kind of the only Smurf interesting things thing. All over the timeline. People people just going crazy over dude, it, bro. Dude, you think it's bad here, dude? Just wait till you see it on TikTok, dude. And like my friend's brother knew about Smurf Cat and he's like a really big like Minecraft guy. He's like, Yeah, dude, came from Minecraft. Like it's like a super old meme. And he was like, Can you help me buy crypto so I can get a part for my 3d printer because i have to talk to some guy in russia and he only takes crypto and i was like what and i sh i onboarded him dude i showed him how to get a phantom wallet and he sent this guy 14 dollars in usdc and i was like are you sure this isn't a scam he's like no dude my friend used them all the time i was like this is crazy man but uh yeah dude so people are buying 3d printer parts in russia with usdc on soul so that's something that's pretty list. interesting Dude, he wanted me to do it, and I was like, absolutely not. No thanks, dude. You, I'll show you how to do it. But um, oh, Look at you, just was... crossing borders. Cross-border payment services. Yeah, dude. So the cross-border payment services are going hard. I haven't looked at all of the charts, but I think that was pretty much the only thing that we're pretty actively trading is that, like, karma thing, but the taxes are too high for me to, like, talk about that here. And um, Smurfcat, dude. Those are the only two shit coins. And then I'm looking to get like two more Nakamigos going into the week. So then I guess my only other question would be from this standpoint, from this standpoint, what do you think of the friend tech and stars arena situation? Dude. So what ended up happening is it's not good press for the friend tech people on the whole like 2fa but they've removed it and you can take off your phone and number they now 2FA. they just like actual 2FA. exactly actual 2fa and they pushed out the announcement so it was like a great buy the blood opportunity everything on front tech because like i mean avax is cool and stuff but like if twitter sees this as a competitor where it's not just private group chats and like they have like the posting and everything they could just kick them off the api and then this whole thing implodes right mm. like 
that's like an edge case nobody's really talking about. But in the meantime, like just by the top keys, because everyone's starting to move over there. Because it's like a mass migration, right? Like Kaleo was like 18 AVAX yesterday or like 29 AVAX. He's at like 75 now. Mm-hmm. And he'll probably hit 150 tomorrow, right? So just by the top keys. Yeah, I think that's a no-brainer. I got it's, Dude, stars... Yeah, nobody heard him. I, I, I stopped him last time. But BB, you got you to gotta come back, bro. Whatever's happening, it's it's not it. But I do think, too, the Stars Arena thing's really interesting. I've enjoyed it, to be honest. Like, posting is just fun. Like, I just sit there and kind of shit post about AVAX and running AVAX nodes, and it's just become fun. Like... On top of it, you get tipped on your post, which is cool. And, like, there's also the trading component. The, it's, it's also just, I don't know, something about it I just feel like is better UI than friend tech. And maybe I'm just horribly, horribly wrong. Maybe. You know, maybe not. I don't know. Dude, it's harder, it's harder to sell people, too. Like, it was not that intuitive to figure out how I can just sell this person, right? Like, they don't have, like, that portfolio thing where you could just, like, click and then sell. Yeah, it's, like, it's like kind of a six or seven steps. Yeah, it's kind of a pain, and I didn't like that. But then I was like, wait, that's super bullish. Because if I figured it out, it would take other people a little bit longer, which is like the BRC20 paradox is what I'm calling it. Once they figure out how to sell, it's over. But I hope they don't figure it out. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Let's go to TIG. we got to dive into the beat breakdown from our on-the-street reporter. Yeah, it's a little spooky in the friend tech streets today, easy. Is it? Yeah, I was actually in the Discord with King Maguga when he got sim swapped today. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm, yeah, it's a very small Discord. I've been in probably the first one I, I started here with him and a bunch of other guys. Uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty wild to see it happen in real time. Like, he was freaking out. The most crazy part about this whole story is that yesterday, he called his provider to beef up the security. And uh, I guess they said... Moving forward, any swim swap request, whatever, is going to be needed through like a verified ID or whatever the fuck. And then today he got swim swap. So just very odd that it happened. He, his portfolio was about 85 ETH at the time when it happened. Jesus. Um, but he was able to save 12 ETH out of 90 in total. So he didn't walk away with nothing, but you know, it's better than yeah, zero. Bro, Jesus Christ, uh, going from like what? How much is that? Like almost 150 grand to getting 60? Yeah. Dude, the, he should the, file a lawsuit for gross negligence with this provider. That I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, till when? Like, how many times is this gonna happen when people are like, "Yo, who's at fault here?" Like, you can't blame friend tech because your fucking phone got sim swapped. You know, that's that's your provider. That's yo, it's hundred percent provider. Like, that's the big thing. Is like the provider's completely the one that feels like it's the issue, bro. You can also pay someone at one of those stores like five grand to just do the service for you. Like my yeah, YouTube dude. I, I don't know. It's it's just weird. I, I watched a video about sim swaps. The next thing I know, there's a bunch of videos getting promoted to me about what they call getting that motion, and uh, I guess that's terms for committing scams. And someone was just like, "Yeah, dude." And they also emphasize like, just go to T-Mobile because those people are all broke and will take the money. They're like, just go to T-Mobile, pay them five Gs, and you can get anyone sim. I was like, what the fuck? They're like, yeah, it's wicked. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's people working at these places, getting you know, running these scams and all this shit. It's just weird timing that he literally did this yesterday. And get swim swapped literally like twenty four hours afterwards. And the the problem with him was that King had a very big portfolio. He was very well known in the space. He does all the big spaces. He probably owned keys for all the bigger names as well. 
So when you see him selling off everything, it causes this cascade of everybody else to fucking um, sell off. And on top of that, he got SimSwap, which you know just makes everyone else well, spooked, you also saw get that one spooked out. Who sold like 333 ETH? They were the same person that was pseudo bidding collections that they owned, um, like aggressively pseudo bidding collections that they owned. Yeah, um, yeah. So he, so he, he tweeted out into his chat that he was gonna sell because he saw that the thing. This okay. So he saw that King got sim swapped. He said, "I don't want to. I don't want the flippers to get to sell off on, on and get." You know, get the edge on the price. So he said, "I'm gonna sell off all my keys to protect the holders." That's yeah, what he, he said. Supposedly, absolutely slaughtered his own floor. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm yeah. gonna take the piece and, and, top. And you guys won't." Yeah, and it sucks because literally uh, earlier in the week, he he was the one that promised all his holders that he was gonna distribute all 100 percent of his points to all his holders, and that's why his key price went up. Because originally his key price was that high because he bought all those keys himself. You know, but then once he said, "Hey, anyone who holds my key will get." You know, will be split evenly, hundred percent, all all my points. Then obviously his key pumped, and today he just sold off. I when this whole thing happened, which obviously when you see whales dumping like that, it just causes a bigger cascade. Well, it's the whole prisoner's dilemma situation. Like the if you've ever played prisoner's dilemma, cooperate, cooperate is like a negligible gain. A person defecting and everyone else cooperating is the biggest gain, and that's exactly what we saw. One person defected. Oh yeah. Everyone else is still in cooperation mode. They gained all the capital from it. Defect, defect, nobody wins. So, like, there's all these different tiers to it, and clearly we just saw, like, the domino rally, as it's been infamously coined, uh, around it, and that's kind of where this is starting. So, am I surprised? Dude, no. and no, and, and it ha- it's, cr- it's crazy, because when, when it happens, it happens so fast. So, what happened to me today, I had a, I was, I was holding a key that was, like, 10x on it. So, I bought this guy a point one. he was, like, 1.25 right now or something. And I saw people selling him off, and he was my highest key. So I literally just defected on him. I said, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to take this profit because, you know, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. But, you know, when you, when that, when you, when you see other people selling other someone else, it's just like you said, if you don't defect, you're going to be the last one holding shit to zero. And unfortunately, people start selling my keys off. You know, I, my key literally went down 50% today. Um, and it was just because all these people start seeing, uh, seeing people sell my key off because King had my key as well. Mm. So he sold me, then other people started selling. So it was just this fucking cascade, you know? And yeah, yeah, like you said, you don't be the last one holding the bag, unfortunately, you know? And and that's how it happens. It just absolutely slaughters you. That's the worst part. But you know what time it is? We got to go on the street. And dive in with our on the street reporter. We got the beat breakdown. Yo, what is going on? (laughs) Hey, and and listen, I'm looking at the market super quick. It's it's like... We got some green, we got some red, and and it's funny that, that you guys are talking about this because the only thing like really pumping on the heat map is AVAX, right? And Avalanche, it's had like this huge breakout over the last 24 hours. Um, I think they just announced a strategic partner with Amazon Web Services. So like, yeah, AVAX, that coin could keep moving. So it's interesting. It, what, what do you say? The Amazon AVAX situation was disclosed for a while. I'm like... I've always said yeah, it's been bets. disclosed, but there's some some fresh news has come out about it. Um, yeah, like I, I was just reading, trying to get some technical on it right right before yeah right before this, and and that is where I landed. But um, th- there is also interesting shit going on in the market. Um, Apple has has made some big moves. Um, you can now access your banking accounts via the Apple Wallet. Um, and that hasn't been done in the UK. And some big banks are behind it. And it was just released with the API in iOS 17.1. Barclays, HSBC are some of the big names behind it. And it's interesting, like all of these things, like banking solely through your Apple wallet, like 
if you think about it, these are small steps in our fucking trek to be decentralized. While it's still the banking system, new people that are starting to use this stuff, like they're starting to have a relationship with their money that does not involve going into the bank at all. So, so it's a digital mindset. It's a step toward decentralization. So I think it's worth commenting on. And it's all happening like with NFC. There's some interesting, I'm an NFC chip geek. So there's cool shit happening with that stuff. But long and short, it's, it's a move toward where we want to go. Um, and everybody got the emergency alert. U.S. phones buzz, radios blared, TVs, all the shit went off at the same time. Um, apparently, it's a federal law that every three years, the U.S. government must remind us that they are in charge and they know exactly how to reach us. Mission accomplished. Bitcoin is holding strong at 27.5 today. The U.S. dollar is dancing due to bond yields. Bitcoin traders are eyeing 2,700 support. Legacy markets are feeling the heat and uncertainty is the dish of choice on this fly rank for the foreseeable future. FTT token is going to be something to watch as SBF goes into battle. <clears throat> and it's interesting. A couple of days ago, I mentioned Amazon's investment into Anthropic AI. That is something that Google has also announced that they're interested in. It is also something that SBF bet on early on. So a bunch of FTX holders are hoping that this swing is going to raise the price of that. And maybe a bunch of people will be made whole. <laughs> We have uh, the U.S. government is fighting the fentanyl trade. Uh, Department of Justice has charged eight Chinese companies using crypto for illegal activities. OFAC has sanctioned about 19 crypto addresses. And Vitalik is doing some interesting shit with ETH. They're talking about making some changes under the hood. So they're either going to keep stuff on different layers or they're actually going to make changes to the core level of Ethereum minimalist and uh, people are going back and forth with, with it but it is interesting to see considerations just to improve the actual engine and that is what we got today not a lot happening and i will send it back to you thank Easy. you beat day in and day out you always come with all the best information i appreciate you per usual on the street reporting nobody does it quite like beat bad brothers what do you got for us um, no, yes, I got the notification from Coinbase this morning that AVAX was moving, so that, that you know, triggered that key thing. But, Beat, I wanted to ask you real quick if you, in your reading, read, because the banking one is interesting because, I mean, banks like having their own apps from a data perspective. So, um, you know, with that API, did it say they were looking to, is that an Apple-specific one? Is it something they were looking to integrate with, like, Google Wallet as well? Because... Yeah, like it, it, it's a new API in the in, in the most recent re, uh, edition of the iPhone update. And it's only for a, a certain group of European clients. Um, but yeah, like, dude, it, it is giving control to your banking without interfacing the bank. Like th these are like small steps, but it, it is going to change the way we start looking at how things should be done. Like the, the, these are... This is how you convince somebody what decentralized stuff looks like. Like, how can you trust that's your balance if you're not talking to your bank? Well, this decentralized app, I trust it. And so I just assume, you know, like the, the, these steps are, are proving our point that decentralization is the answer. And these small steps, like in six months, we're going to be able to say, You've been using digital currency the whole time. 
now just quit using government-backed digital currency and use currency backed by the people, which is Bitcoin or, you know, like whatever it is. So, so these, are, these are awesome wins, I think, for, for our space. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they get something on the Android side, because I'm wondering how many banks would love to just fire their whole app development teams and save that money and just use those two APIs for people to do mobile banking. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I think it's an inevitable part of time, to be honest, at this point. Like, the more I look at it, I'm just like, we're already seeing Chase Bank push and deposit and convert user deposits into cryptocurrency, while well, digital currency is their own blockchain, etc. I think the Visa news is, like, still some of the biggest news we've gotten in the space that they're going to be settling payment layers cross border through Solana. But we're also getting other aspects of that too, where different countries are utilizing Ripple to handle cross border payments. And that to me is the most interesting thing. Like it's from the macro perspective where I'm like, there's a lot of really interesting things going down. A lot of really interesting moves being made in the space for the payment side of stuff. And like what's actually happening here. So I think it's a matter of time for all of that. And like, the other thing, Bad Brothers, I guess I'm, I want I want to get a little bit more information on this because I guess I don't fully understand it. So is McHenry the temporary Speaker of the House right now? And for those unaware, the Speaker of the House was removed. Now I guess we have to get a new one. And currently in the current situation, what's happening is McHenry being very pro-crypto is pushing for Pelosi to step down, pushing for Gensler to step down. But I'm curious like where he actually stands in the current like political climate. And for those that don't follow this, this is probably the most pivotal, pivotal election cycle for crypto in general this upcoming year. Hey, and, and just let me interject super quick. So, so what? one of the things that happened right before the show started is not, not only has the speaker been replaced, right? And we have a new interim speaker of the House, but somebody has elected Donald Trump to take over speaker of the House position. And yeah, and so so Trump is like, listen, I'm up 50% in the election. I'm going to slam dunk this shit. But if you think I can help out the country in between now and then, maybe I'll do it. So I could almost see the wheels turning in his head where he's thinking, huh, I this this might help me become president that, you know, like it's it's. There's, this shit is interesting, dude. There's some drama coming. He would. So what he called for a little background. So basically McCarthy made deals back when he was elected speaker that he didn't live up to. So that's why uh, at the end of the day, they vacated the chair. Now, when they vacate it, they put a temporary one in. But now they'll have to do another election for chair right now. Steve Scalise has um, what he called put his name out there. Now, he is going through treatment for blood cancer. So um, he's basically the next in line in terms of Republican leadership. So there's a little iffy if he was going to be able to you know, do the run and get that. The other name, um, like I said this morning, but it's been officialized now, uh, is Jim Jordan uh, going for it. And um, yeah, it's just because the whole thing is basically so in the last 20 years, the House has not passed any appropriations bills. Um, it's all been omnibus and continuing resolution, which basically means is the House is supposed to pass every year 12 separate spending bills. And if you think about the logic through that, the idea is, OK, so they could vote to fund the military, but maybe there's more you know, debate going on and they don't vote 
to fund this thing so then that part of the government shuts down instead of the whole government shutting down right and the reason they do these continuing resolutions and omnibus is when you get down to that level that's when they actually have to do amendments legislate have debate but you know they don't want to do that so it's much easier for the leadership of both parties to get together what you know people would characterize as a uniparty agree to some omnibus or continuing resolution and just push that through so there are those members of the house that are trying to end that practice and get these you know 12 separate spending bills Pass. It's been a complaint for years and years and years. Um, and now McCarthy not doing that is what led to, you know, him being vacated. So, I mean, we'll see. Probably going to be Scalise. Uh, could be Jordan. I could see that happening. But to Beat's point, yeah, the weird thing is that it's never happened before, but uh, you don't have to be a member of the House to be a Speaker of the House. Anybody, could, they could elect anyone to be Speaker of the House, right? But obviously, because of the politics within the House, you know, everybody wants to be Speaker at the end of the day. So, you know, who's ever in the majority and, you know, could cut the deals or whatever usually becomes Speaker, right? So, obviously, that's never happened. But yeah, that's why they floated the Trump name and, you know, a few other names out there. But um, really at the end of the day, too, probably... because this is also like with Mc... and McHenry is the interim, correct? Yeah, he's just the interim. I think they, um, so the House is out of session, I know, I think, for a week. That's what he gaveled down the other day. So basically, we probably won't see an election unless he calls, calls him back until next week. Not the end of the world, but I am excited to see who ends up getting it because McHenry's openly bullish on crypto. He's held Gensler multiple times on his own words for things that he's stated previously and really been pushing towards him and back against him for comments that he's made in regards to crypto price action and in regards to what's a commodity, what's a security. He was the one who infamously was trying to get him to admit that Bitcoin was a commodity and not a security. And he's also been pushing back against CBDCs. So right now it seems like we're finally getting some level of like strong crypto support in the Senate and in Congress. And that's where I'm just like, this is, this could be big. This could be big. No, and the speaker is the one who brings bills to the floor. So it's good. Like if there's a crypto ally as a speaker, it's good because then they won't bring, you know, bullshit bills to the floor. Let's say that are, you know, trying to restrict crypto or something like that. And he seems like to that. actually so it get it, which is nice. Like you haven't seen this before where someone actually understands what's going on. We also had that other individual from, I believe it was the house who was comparing it to Pokemon cards. So like people, like statements like that for it make me just be like this act these people are starting it's starting to click versus some of the people who are 90 years old who don't even use the internet let alone trying to understand blockchain technology it's it's a paradigm shift that's happening and it's why i've continued to emphasize that this election cycle is probably gonna be one of if not the most pivotal pivotal for the u.s crypto markets but man your hands been up for a while what's going on yeah dude that guy's like right outside my district so if he's not going to be the dude then i won't reach out to his campaign but we should be the team that aids him on regulation. Like there's a Duke conference coming up where they're going to do like just all crypto regulation, like SEC, FTC, everyone's going to be there and all of the major like industry people from like auditing firms, PwC, all of the big people are going to be there. So I'm going to try and go in January and position myself as that. When and where is that? You said January and where is that? Yeah, I'll send you a link. Uh, I won't send you a link. I'll send you a screenshot of where it is. It's at Duke University. Oh, shoot. I'll try that for that. Hey, and, and, and easy, super quick, like on, on the Nancy Pelosi thing. So so the interim speaker of the House, it's not it's not that he he, he fired Nancy Pelosi, right? He like, called for it, though, right? She, she's still she, – well, well she, still, she still represents her state or whatever, but she, she wasn't holding a position, and she's been there so long, like – She's been there long enough where seniority, like on Capitol Hill, they just let you keep your office, right? Like she's Jane. old as fuck. And, and this new guy is like, uh-uh, yeah. And 
he he kicked out Nancy as as well as um this this other guy named Steny Hoyer, just people who were, yeah, who'd, who'd been up on Capitol Hill for years and were just enjoying like I don't know the last years of their life like with a decent office with a view, and and normally they just let him do it, you know, like ride it out, like like give them the office. They're you know they're gonna be dead in six months or whatever. But this guy was like, nope, you guys get the fuck out. And so, I don't know, it's a breaking tradition. that. that yeah, there's a separate so building for congressional offices because they can't fit all 435 people in there. Yeah. So, you know, if when Speaker Pelosi had an office, now she's not Speaker anymore, so she's not entitled to one, but traditionally they let her at them. So he was like, nope, you people get out of there. You're not entitled to the office. It's hilarious. So, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. But hey, I'm enjoying the conversation. We could definitely go on for much longer. But that's going to do it for today's episode. We are going to be back again at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Have a beautiful, 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 beautiful day. I hope you make some cash. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you dive into some social file, learn some things or two. And if you haven't, this is the year to actually do a little bit of research into the election cycle, into politicians that you align with. I'm not saying pick a side. Just for once, do a little bit of research into it. This year is going to matter more than ever, and this upcoming election, I believe, will be the most pivotal. So please take some time. It's well worth it, and it could mean a lot for yourself and if you believe in this space. But that's going to do it for today's episode. I appreciate you all. We will catch you first thing in the morning. Freedom.